Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, April 6, 2023. Today on the Ether, White Whale hangs out at the Cosmos Club. Let's take a listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the club. We should have White Whale joining momentarily, so uh, just sit tight, guys, and uh, we'll kick it off and get started. Hello, Sen. I have just accepted your request to speak, and I believe. You should be able to speak. I can see the mute icon is on. Yes. Can you guys hear me? Yes, loud and clear. I can see White Whale also has requested. I don't know if I should accept or... No, kick that guy out. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cut him up. Yeah. <laughs> just disregard him. <laughs> One second. All right. Super. Awesome, guys. I'm so glad we could make it here during uh, Easter. Where are you guys tuning in from today? Um, different parts of the world. I see Bob in here. Um, he's our lead infrastructure dev. He's in the audience. He's from the US. Um, I assume this is Ponzi Ninja behind the main account. He and I, we're um, Germans. Super. And I'm sitting here in Copenhagen, so it's uh, it's uh, quite late, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe you guys work through the night. It depends, right? But uh, if not, then uh, it's getting late for you guys. It's late, but you know, crypto's up 24-7, and so are we. Indeed, indeed. But yeah, so guys, um, again, so glad we could make it. Let's just kick it off and not uh, leave anyone in, uh, in suspense. So welcome everyone to the Cosmos Club, where we talk all things Cosmos. We uh, tweet daily about what's going on, and then we invite interesting, fascinating, hardworking builders of the Cosmos ecosystem. And today we got White Whale working on the interchain. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for being here. Super. So um, I like to uh, start these spaces before we dive straight into what uh, White Whale is all about and what you guys are building. So just to hear a little bit about uh, the personal background of you guys, uh, how did you guys uh, started working with and for White Whale? So uh, anyone who wants to go first, just uh, yeah, pick up the baton. Sure, P, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I was interested in the Cosmos ecosystem back in 2021, uh, followed pretty closely, um, especially with the developments of back then Terra Classic. Um, and uh, yeah, got really interested, um, especially was hyped about the UST listing on Osmosis because that 
is really what is uh, financial freedom to me, you know, like uh, having an uncensorable stable coin on a decentralized exchange uh, that you can get uh, into whatever ecosystem you want to and uh, do whatever you want to do it with it. Um, that, that was great for me. So, um, yeah, get more and more interested, learn more and more about the space. Um, unfortunately uh terror collapsed as everybody knows um then um went uh, to a conference in uh prague uh my, my first crypto conference ever um for for any of you guys in the audience uh who who are thinking about like uh do, uh, do I want to go to a crypto conference? Uh, clear yes from my side. Uh, you uh, you get to know so many interesting people there. Uh, learn some uh, so much stuff you wouldn't otherwise learn just by talking to people. Um, everybody was very welcoming. Um, that which was really great. And then um, I I got got to know Sancom and uh, yeah. Uh, um talk to him a little bit um and uh yeah after a couple of months he hit me up uh we we need someone for our business development at white whale and uh here i am working for white whale since august 2022 and i like to add ever since you've been working for or with us um things have been going great so i'm, I'm really glad um fate was in our or fortune was in our favor and we met in in Prague. Beautiful. Thank you. So that's uh, one of many things that you uh, get from going to conferences and getting active in the community. You actually get to work in crypto eventually, at least full time, perhaps. Yeah, totally. And you never, if you don't show up, you you never know what happens. If you, you know, it sounds cliche, but you do miss every shot you don't take, and this applies to everything in life. So, show up, be there, and see what happens. Um, Amen to that. So, Sencom, what about you? How did you end up working uh, with uh, White Whale? Yeah, so I am a computer scientist by academics. Um, worked in different fields from um, embedded systems to data protection to you know, lots of different fields. Um, I got stuck with AI, worked for a very large um, research facility in, in Europe. And I don't know, someday I just stumbled upon crypto a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, first it was, I was just curious, then it was a hobby. And now here I am. So that's kind of my background. And how did I get to White Whale? I remember the day when Osmosis went live. I mean, this was the first really Cosmos native decks we had at the time, I think. And everybody was pumped. I remember watching the, the launch party on YouTube. And I remember there was a huge arbitrage opportunities between different pools there. And I manually traded there for the whole night, stayed up the whole night and traded it. And then I you know, made some bucks and I thought, hey, you can automate this. You know, why not build a bot and make money on the site? So I built an arbitrage bot that traded on osmosis for quite a while and i was i believe the first guy who, who had an arbitrage bot on osmosis so the first days and weeks were quite nice for me and there was a time where i think 20 percent of the daily transaction on osmosis came from my bot 
So I think it made something like 20,000 <laughs> transactions a day um, trading. Nice. So that was a good time. Um, but I'm just one guy who at that time it was still a hobby. Um, did it as a hobby. Things got too competitive, so I dropped out. And it was at that time I, I learned about White Whale um, at that time and open arbitrage protocol on Terra. So I joined them. And um, shortly after the, the collapse, um, we came up, yeah, we pivoted to a new model. And I, you know, from, from the bot builder, I became the CTO, which I am now still. Beautiful. Perhaps uh, before we dive into White Whale and uh, the uh, getting a bit onto the hood also, can you talk to us through how the uh, manual process was? I think that gives uh, people a, bit, a good understanding of what goes into exploiting arbitrage opportunities, spotting arbitrage opportunities in the first place. Can you talk to us about that, how, how that uh, happened for you when you uh, first got into osmosis? Sure. So um, I don't quite remember which pairs it, I traded, but you can imagine it like this. Let's say you have, you have, you have three pools, Osmo Atom, Atom Ion and Ion Osmo. And at that time, you could trade, for example, one Ion worth 10 Osmo against, you know, for example, 10 Atom, which were worth 20 Osmo. And, and that, that there was just a price difference between, different, between three assets. You have three pools and they're just heavily imbalanced. So that at the end of the day, you could buy one asset very low and trade it in a circle back to the original asset and make bank while you're doing this. So you could mm -hmm. buy cheap ion, trade it against Atom, then against Osmo and sell it high back into ion. So that's the idea. That's and slippage didn't eat up the margins and all that. I mean, that happens typically with uh, pools, liquidity pools that are very s slim and not that much liquidity, which I assume uh, was the case for Osmosis when it just launched. Sure. But at the end of the day, it's just a numbers game. Um, how hmm. much money do you get when you complete the, the round, the circle? And if it's positive, mm -hmm. you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess the end result was, or the answer was no. <laughs> so well, there was slippage, I'm sure, but uh, well, not enough to uh, to surpass the uh, the arbitrage opportunity. It sounds like correct. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so um, so I guess I guess that's a good segue also to uh, to talk about uh, white whale and uh, what you guys are building because uh, yeah, it seems like you guys are really solving this this problem or closing the gap between. Uh, price differences. So yeah, talk to us uh, about uh, White Whale and as if, I guess, we're five, maybe 10 years old, um, what is White Whale and why should we pay attention? Okay, great question. So what is White Whale? Mm -hmm. White Whale is a lot of things depending on which angle you look at it. But at the end of the day, what we're really trying to achieve is make the crypto experience more seamlessly and more efficient. So everybody who's um, who's in this call right now, he uses Twitter. Most of you guys are on your phone. Some are on your laptop or computer on mm -hmm. the desk, whatever. None of, I, 
I'm sure none of you cares which API calls the Twitter app makes in the background, which server interacts or which internet protocols are in place. And there are a lot in place. You know, there are a lot in place. There's a whole stack. Mm -hmm. I think the OC lay, I think there are six or eight layers on the internet stack. And nobody cares because everybody in this call wants to use Twitter to talk to people, to tweet with people. You guys want to use an app. And I want to do it too. So in crypto, the end goal is a similar seamless user experience where you just have crazy good apps. And it doesn't matter if your funds are on blockchain A, on blockchain B, if it uses interchain queries or an indexer or whatever. You want a cool user experience. And right now, the user experience in Cosmos is shit. You have a couple of cool mm -hmm. apps, like Osmosis is a great app, you know, Astroport's a cool app. I believe Whitewell is a cool app too, Injective. So there are a couple of cool apps, but, you know, moving between those apps is not seamless at all. At all. So mm -hmm. try getting some Atom from Injective to Juno. You know, it's a nightmare. And mm -hmm. you don't really have, you know, let's say you have some funds on Terra. And there is an app you want to use on Juno. So you need to move the funds over and it's drama all over. A lot of people don't understand it. Understandably, you know, it, it, it's a nightmare. And wouldn't it be cool if you could just use an app as is? Doesn't matter if the funds are on chain A or on chain B. It's, it just works. And you know, we're trying to build something where at the end of the day, the user can, for example, in the, in the scope of a DEX can just click the deposit button and the funds are not on one chain. You're not LPing on one chain. You're LPing on five chains or 10 chains. And in the back end, the liquidity is moved so that your yield is optimized and liquidity is where it's needed most. So if there's a high demand on, on say injective, liquidity is pulled from other chains towards injective to satisfy mm -hmm. that demand. Or if there's little demand, it, it flows away, like an aqueduct system between cities. Yeah. And while connecting the liquidity, you, you also solve the fractured liquidity problem because now it's just deposit in one place, boom, it's everywhere. You swap, and then the swap is not happening just on one chain, but on a lot of chains. And then the result is aggregated back. And that, to a certain extent, is what White Whale is doing. So how would you sort of uh, uh, paraphrase that in a in a catchphrase? Perhaps is it like a dex aggregator or a yield aggregator? You, I'm sure you know all these different catchphrases that people use across crypto. How would you guys place yourselves? Like, what do you characterize yourself as? Interchain liquidity protocol. That's how we like to. And what does that mean? Well, interchain because it's not on one chain; it's on many chains. Liquidity mm -hmm. because that's what it's all about. You, you deposit LP in one place and it's moved efficiently around. You, wanna, you want capital for arbitrage or for liquidations and the capital is just there. You can use it via flash loans on all of the chains. Or you want to swap, you want to access the liquidity and you can do that as well in a seamless user experience. So that's what an interchain beautiful is. Beautiful. So yeah, you, um, you're compatible with uh, consumer chains, app chains, Anything that's IBC enabled, is that correctly understood? 
anything that's IBC enabled and has Cosm Wasm. So this goes even beyond Cosmos chains. So we're in conversation with with one subnet on Avalanche and one parachain on Polkadot. Both chains will have Cosmosm and IBC, and we will have our app there as well. So I think White Whale is you know very close to being the f- first. So we're the first interchain protocol in the cosmos for a long time now. We've pioneered this almost mm-hmm. a year ago. This you know concept of hey, let's not build just on one chain. Let's build something that's truly interchain. Um, but soon, once those chains on, on on the subnet, on Avalanche and on Polkadot go live, we will be the first truly cross ecosystem protocol. And I think that's something that we are very excited about. Definitely, definitely. We'll talk uh, more about how you guys make that happen because I think a lot of people in our community, of course, in Cosmos, they are keen and excited about seeing IBC going beyond the Cosmos ecosystem and start integrating with EVM-compatible chains. I mean, Evmos, obviously, and many other uh, are pushing the barriers to that, but also Solana, Avalanche, like, Poly, all these different uh, ecosystems that we want to tap into, Polkadot even, <laughs> um, and those teams uh, adopting that. But um, before we dive into all that, how you make that happen, talk to us about the the like perhaps dumb it down for us. Like, how is the user experience? So, I have liquidity. Let's say in Cosmos Hub or Osmosis. Um, what do I do? How do I use White Whale? Great question. So, I'll give you the the full user experience of of the whole package in a moment. But um, before that, so if you guys are in the audience here, give a shout out for this Twitter space. I just did mine. So more people know we're having this great conversation here with Cosmos Club. Um, retweet it so more people know and can join the space. Um, Good point. I should I should mention that more often actually during these spaces. This is a, this is a note that I'm going to take. <laughs> <laughs> Back to your question, the user experience. So again, one step, one step earlier, before we talk about the user experience, I'd like to clarify a couple of things about what White Whale actually is. So on the one hand, we have the White Whale team. So that's, you know, that's, that's, that's um, Ponzi Ninja, that's me, that's you know, Sebastian, the founder, and a couple of other guys, Bob here in the audience as well. Um, the White Whale team, we operate validators. I think we secure around 15 million assets on validators as a team. So we use that to finance ourselves, to represent our community on the different chains and to support the networks. Then we have the White Whale protocol. That's what we just talked about, this interchain protocol. And the White Whale team is, you know, as you, everybody can guess, building uh, the White Whale protocol. And then we have the Migaloo chain, which is a permissionless Cosm Wasm chain that's controlled by the validators. And the flagship application of the Migaloo chain is the White Whale app. So those are the three things that are important to, to remember. There are a couple of other things we're doing, like we're um, developing and researching um, open source MEV solutions. So we have an open source MEV bot. So for arbitrage, you can check it out on our GitHub and you can use it to 
um, you know, take flash loans, make profit or try to make profit um, without being the greatest coder in the world. So we have the chain, Migaloo, and we have the protocol, White Whale. And both are powered by the whale token. But the Migaloo chain is permissionless. So there's more to just, it's more than just a chain and an, and an app that's interchain. There's people building on the chain as well and building with us on other chains as well. So user experience. I'll give you the full rundown that includes the chain, the, the application and you know the whole, the whole picture. So as I said, the whole system is powered by the whale token. There are 600 million in circulation and you can you know, get your hands on the token on our own app, on Juno, on Chihuahua, on Terra, on Injective, on Convex, or on Osmosis now. Uh, we just launched there with some juicy incentives. So you can get your hands, you know, your hands on the token on pretty much every chain. So what happens then? You can then go to or send the tokens via IBC to Migaloo chain. And the chain has been up for around one and a half months, so there's not too much happening there as of now, but that's going to change shortly. So you have your token and you can stake it. There are 600 million to tokens in total, and you can stake your token to the chain and you know, earn inflation or earn yield and participate in governance. You know this, secure the chain, blah, blah, blah. Um, what's special here? So we don't have a hard supply cap. So we have 600 million tokens, um, but there's no cap. But most Cosmos chains, they do the following. They start with you know, a fraction of a percentage point of their total supply um, and then just print, hyperinflate the token. They print and you stake and you get thousands of APR points and then the token dumps to infinity or to, to nothing. Mm. I think everybody knows, mm. everybody who's been here for long enough knows, you know, a couple of projects. It takes one to know one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think everybody knows um, there are a couple of projects here that really hyperinflated their token away to nothing. Mm. We're not doing mm. this. We have a, I think, very well thought out economic model where we have a base inflation of 4% on the chain. So this is very similar to you know, US treasury yields or Ethereum inflation, so 4%, very low. So nobody's getting hyperinflated or you know, diluted. So hmm. the user got the token on any of the chains, stakes it, and earns their, 4, their share of 4% inflation. So right now, I think since only 30% are staked, I think the APR is around 12 or 30%. I don't know exactly. Hmm. So, so far, so good. But there's already the first um, big difference to other chains. We just integrated with Alliance. So Alliance is on one level with interchain security and mesh security. The only difference is that Alliance is live. And it's live on our hmm. chain. And just today, we cross-staked the first liquid-staked Luna, B-Luna to be precise, on Migaloo. It's the first time in the history yeah. of the Cosmos ecosystem that another token from another chain secured a chain. So 
Luna just got into our chain, secured the chain, and that's a great thing. So we're mm-hmm. spearheading this. That's Cosmos history right there. Yeah, it is. We're spearheading this, um, this development, and I'm, I'm very excited to be working alongside those very talented team, Backbone Labs. Shout out to you. You're in the audience. Um, they are the guys behind um, the B Luna, and we just whitelisted that as a stakeable asset on Megaloon. So what does it mean for the user? You stake your whale. And now we have the alliance. So people start staking Luna there. And eventually they will stake their Injective and their Junos and their Atoms there and their Chihuahuas and whatever. And Every time you move, you know, let's say, call it a, an alliance asset, a foreign asset into our chain and stake it there, you will earn whale. So, you know, you got your staked Luna, your staked Juno, that's earning, since it's a liquid staking token, earns you inflation because it's an you know, auto-compounding token. And then you can double dip it, stake it on our chain, get some whale. And here comes the interesting part. At the same time, you're getting whale from the chain from those 4% base inflation we talked about earlier, you're getting like 0.1%, for example. At the same time, a small part of your staking rewards of Luna, of your Luna LSD or your Juno liquid staking token will be distributed mm. back to whale stakers. So let that sink in. You mm. have liquid staked Atom, and you stake it on Megaloo to earn whale. You have liquid stake Luna and stake it on, on Megaloo to earn whale. And the whale stakers, they will earn whale naturally because there's inflation, but they will also earn Luna and Atom mm. and Juno and Injective and Convex and Chihuahua. And the catchphrase here is stake whale, earn the cosmos. Mm. Yeah, so if you stake whale, you you basically earn rewards in multiple tokens, not just whale token. Exactly. You will earn a basket of assets. And mm. then by this, you hatch against volatility. Imagine you could buy just one token, take it, and it earns you a yield in, in 10 or 20 of the major chains in the cosmos. That's what it is. And just to make sure I follow the train of thought here, maybe people are asking this, a similar question in their heads. Where does the yield come from? So let's say I stake, I don't know, uh, ST Atom, I think you mentioned. Yeah. How does Migalu, how does your chain generate yield to compensate me or reward me, basically, for securing the chain? You get whale. So as I said, we have 4% mm. whale inflation. Oh, yeah. And the of course. community yeah. can okay. decide, hey, let's allocate mm. 10% of that. So that would be 0.4%. Mm. Let's allocate mm. that to sta- to atom stakers. And mm. then they open the, you know, the chain opens up a bucket. And in this bucket, there is you know, constant flow of whale. And at the same time, you know, people can stake their atom there and claim that whale. Mm. Nice. And as I said, there's a little take rate. So it's a give and take. You, get, you stake your atom there, get whale. And the whale stakers get a little, little part of your atom. So much that it doesn't hurt, like 1% per year of your atom. And keep in mind, you know, atom is inflating with an APR of around 25%. And Megaloo, mm-hmm. 
you could stake that on Migalu to earn whale while trading it against, for example, one percent of your staking yield. That's in essence what it is. It's a give and take. Yeah. That's cool and awesome that you guys made. I think it was today. It was right, today that you yes. uh, made that up. Yes, perfect timing, man. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Shall, shall I continue? Beautiful. Or do you have more questions about this yes. part? No, no. Please continue. Okay, so just a quick recap: you got whale, you stake it, and you earn a basket of assets. So you have this this apex assets apex asset that you can stake and it earns you the whole cosmos. What happens next? So we have um, strategic partnerships with liquid staking providers, for example, um, Backbone Labs, and they provide a liquid staked whale, B-Whale. And we encourage people to use liquid staking tokens to stake their chain. So what you then have is you have a B-Whale token that captures this dynamic. You know, you have a, a token, a liquid staking token that you can move around and do things with. And that token earns you the whale inflation, the 4%, and this basket of assets at the same time. This is the chain so far. And now we have the white whale protocol. That is live on five chains right now. So we have DEXs and flash nodes on Terra, Juno, Injective, Convex and Chihuahua. Hmm. And those satellite markets, they generate revenue. Every time someone swaps there, there's a fee taken. Most of it goes back to the pool as LP incentive, but a part will be set aside as a fee from the protocol. Every time someone takes a flash loan for arbitrage or liquidations, the same happens. Most of it goes back into the vault for the flash loan but a small part will be set aside for the protocol. Now, think about like, <coughs> sorry. So you have the satellite markets that span across the whole cosmos. And every time there's a swap, every time there's a flash on, every time there happens something on future products that will be you know, releasing in the future, there is a fee taken for the protocol. And that fee will be used to buy back whale from the open market every day hmm. so our model scales horizontally so as more chains come into the cosmos we will deploy on more chains so imagine like you have not one dex that do that's doing something or one app but 10 20 30 apps on different chains and every time there's something happening there the, the fee is taken to buy back whale from the open market every day and here comes the whole picture in. So you got your liquid staked whale that earns you whale inflation and the basket of assets. And you can move that to any of our satellite markets. You can move it to Injective, you can move it to Comdex, Juno, Terra, and so on. And every one of those markets, as I said, generates revenue and uses that to buy whale from the open market. And you can now take your liquid staking token that's already earning you inflation and all these, this basket of assets, bond it to any satellite market you like, Objective, on Juno, on Terra, and so on, and get the, buy, the, the whale that the satellite market buys back. So you, on the one hand, you have this 
mild inflation. And then we have this protocol with a real yield that every day puts constant buy pressure on the token and distributes it back to those people who bonded to that satellite market. I think we, we should make a small break here. That was a lot. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was on mute. This is um this is very innovative, I think, and uh, very underappreciated still. Um, I think what you guys are doing, and I guess just to uh, take it up a notch, uh, even from here, it brings us to how you go beyond the Cosmos ecosystem, because I can only imagine the technical difficulties you have to go through to make that work in Cosmos. But how are you then? going beyond the cosmos ecosystem that you mentioned i think about 10 minutes ago or something yeah um so granted what i just told everybody that's the midterm goal of what we're trying to build we haven't fully built this out yet so there are a couple of you know, we just started with the alliance so we just whitelisted the first assets there so it's not like you earn the whole cosmos yet but soon you will we haven't enabled revenue share on the satellite markets, but it's on testnet already. So there are a couple of things that we still, a couple of pieces still moving in place. So um, we're talking about mid to long-term roadmap, but beyond that, how are we gonna expand the Cosmos? So right now our hard requirements are Cosmosm and IBC, just because mm. we, we don't have the development resources to you know, build solidity so build the same app in Cosmosm and Solidity. It's like you have to build the same car yeah, twice. Too much. You know, that's... Yeah. yeah. Um, you can do this if you're a billion-dollar product or app, but <laughs> we barely broke, I think, one and a half million market cap uh, the other day. So you know, <laughs> that's, that's not realistic. So I have to you know, tune down the expectations yeah, a little bit. But um, Yeah, limited resources, but the potential is there. Potential is there. And with, um, I, I just announced in another Twitter space today, we're going or we're building and expanding on Orion chain. They have a bridge to Tron. So we can start inter interacting with assets from Tron ecosystem. We're launching mm, nice. on Landslide Network, um, which is an Avalanche subnet that has Cosmosm and IBC. So, and composable finance from the Polkadot ecosystem with, again, Cosmosm and IBC. Hmm. So yeah, exactly. once those two features are met, Cosmosm IBC will be there. That's yeah. So you're partnering up with all these different projects, chains, whatever we want to call yeah. them, uh, composable, um, yeah, landslide. Um, there's many, right? Maybe Evmos also, if you want to mention an EVM uh, approach. Um, yeah. So you're you're partnering up with them, and then through them going into the various different ecosystems with different coding, different syntax, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so, so right now, again, we've been focused on just Cosmosm, um, but we have the vision to, to eventually expand um, hmm. there. But right now, the Cosmos you know, gives us enough work and enough chains to keep us occupied. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's a wise bet. I mean, there's plenty of stuff to do in Cosmos in the first place uh, to start out. But there is uh, also the scale that you need to uh, both make it in the short and medium term, perhaps. Um, I'm telling you something. The, the I'm telling you something. So scaling mm -hmm. and being the first is freaking hard. 
So we've been pushing this interchain, you know, idea and vision economy almost for a year now. And it's so freaking hard to be the first one because every time yeah. you do something, it doesn't work because nobody has tried <laughs> it before. So every time we think, hey, man, let's just do this real quick. It's easy. It, it, it's a two month battle in hell you know, to get this thing going. And, um, you know, most people, you know, forget that crypto in itself is still so revolutionary and so new high tech that you can go to the street, ask a hundred people, and maybe two will know what a smart contract is or one, maybe. Hmm. And building interchain apps or protocols is, 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 it's even, you know, we talked about this with teams half a year ago and they just looked at us and said, what are you guys doing there? I have no, no clue what it is. <laughs> and just slowly, you know, over the last, I think, two or three months, you know, people have been picking up, hey, this interchange stuff, maybe, maybe that's a cool idea. You know, just very, very slowly. Maybe there's something there. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe there, there's a reason why it makes sense to not just build on one chain, um, but mm. you know, go into chain. And there are a lot of reasons, actually. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it, what do you think is the, is the biggest challenges that you've faced in the past half a year or year? Uh, pick your poison, pick your number. <laughs> I think it is public infrastructure. For example, when you want, when you deploy your app on a different chain, you need nodes there to send the transactions to, to get the data from, you need indexes to tell you all right there's this and that volume there's this and that um you know apr on your decks mm -hmm. and really just most of our toolings they're not built for interchain so cosm js or so every chain you every front end you have in, in the cosmos ecosystem is built with cosm js for 99 but cosm js doesn't mm -hmm. allow you to you know, create or do, to, to do, it doesn't natively allow you to do queries, so get data from different blockchains. So we don't even have the, the base layer tech tooling to support interchain protocols. And that's really the challenge we're battling with. And it is an uphill yeah. battle, but we're happy to, to um, lead the charge. You know, it's never said, nobody said it's gonna be easy, you know, being the first one. But, uh, and it certainly isn't, but we're happy to do that regardless. And we thank you for it. The whole ecosystem, I think, uh, thanks, you, thanks you for it. So um, talk to us about uh, OKX. Uh, this is something that I can see also the community is, is, uh, is asking about. Because um, that seems like a little bit left field. I think most people, I mean, they know about Polkadot, they know about Avalanche, um, EVM chains in general. But OKX is kind of uh, coming left field. Um, what's the what's the deal with OKX and uh, the integration that you guys are considering with them? Yeah, the TLDR is OKX and their um, OK chain. They are in a are they're in the process of enabling Cosmosm and IBC. Hmm. And if you guys remember, those two items are our hard requirements. And once they are met. Yeah. Um, will knock on the door and say hi mm. to the OKX ecosystem, you know, and that's really what this is, you know, one of the benefits of having an interchain protocol. So, yeah. And yeah. 
Sorry, I, I just want to say it's just so nice to see the whole interchain narrative um, coming into fruition and uh, happening. I mean, can you imagine being the guys building the OK chain and then they decide to be Cosmosm compatible and then all of a sudden there's all these different projects that want to work with you? It must be great. I can imagine. <laughs> if, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. But sorry, go ahead. I was interrupting. Uh, all good. All good. You raise a valid point. I think you know, going into chain and opening up, you know, opening up to the broader you know, Cosmos ecosystem um, is something that brings value to your to your ecosystem. And we see it from you know Avalanche to Polkadot to you know OKX. Um, I think it, it's mm -hmm. a smart move if it's technically possible. Um, I just wanted to say that imagine you're an app or you have an app and it has a token and you invest in it, but it only is on one chain. Then you're limiting yourself to that ecosystem. And if the ecosystem goes down for whatever reason or just you know, loses steam, then your app can be as cool as it, you, know, you want it to be, but you won't reach your full potential. I'm I'm just gonna you know for example you know Terra was a was a bad or a terrible example you know you know you could have built a cool app on Terra completely um, you know disjoined from UST and Luna but this one failed and now your project is dead and your token is dead and all your investors lost your money and all your you know, community and um, I'm not saying you know for example Juno will explode next month but if the Juno token continues to drop then and the ecosystem loses steam, then your app's never gonna mm. pick up. So mm. if you invest in a project that's just on one chain, you're accepting the risk that first the, the, the app must succeed, but then the whole chain must succeed. We don't have that. Mm. You know, we're on every chain that's possible. If Chihuahua mm. were to go down tomorrow, I would be very sad, but Whale would still work and Migaloo would work. Yeah. And, and that's, I think, the, the kind of... beauty here is we capture the whole ecosystem horizontally. So as more chains mm. come up, we capture that. And as the chains you know, get more volume, more, act, more activity, or less, we capture that too. So not only you stake mm. the token, you earn the cosmos, also you stake the token and you get exposure to the whole ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very uh, attractive feature. I think that uh, more and more protocols are adopting. Uh, one that comes to mind also is Kuchi, uh, which I know you, uh, Kuchira, that you guys are are working with. Uh, I can see also um, staking Kuchi, for example. You earn all the different uh, you earn fees from uh, uh, from staking Kuchi uh, in all the different tokens that's been traded, for example, uh, are used in the in the entire. Uh, Gojira ecosystem, but something that I just thought about when uh, when you were talking just now is uh, how ironic it kind of is that all the like a lot of people that got into blockchain, especially technical people, they got into blockchain because they love the idea of breaking down the silos. You know, not having these data silos in particular with <laughs> right now in general five big tech companies situated in the U.S. and their databases are just getting bigger and bigger. Let's instead distribute the data, you know, validate them in a decentralized network, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people buy strongly into that idea, and that's how they got into crypto and all that stuff. But then 
crypto. I mean, the killer app is DeFi and future finance and all stuff. That's generally still what's being built on uh, on blockchain. But then we end up in a situa- situation right now where liquidity is siloed, just like data is siloed in uh, Web two, let's say. Liquidity is right now being siloed before interchain, at least. Uh, it's being siloed in all these different chains, all these all these different ecosystems, and and, and yeah, um, that that just seems very bad, right? We need to solve that. I mean, otherwise we sort of defeat our own purpose here, and uh, that's what interchain is all about, really. In a nutshell, a hundred percent agree. And if you go, you know, I, I was talking badly about the cosmos, how fractured the experience is, but actually, if you compare it with layer twos on Ethereum, I know mm. they're picking up in Steam, but man, oh man. <laughs> This is nightmare user experience. And unless you're like a truly degen techie nerd, you'll have a hard time, you know, getting your LP tokens from Arbitrum to I don't know, Polygon. It's mm-hmm. just a nightmare and costs you a fortune. Yeah. Um so in, in that case, you know, Cosmos is still an easy rider. But um I agree. Um this needs to be opened up and that's something we're doing. Yeah, talk to us about how you are onboarding new chains, new uh, new uh, partnerships. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, mm-hmm. what do you look at? What do you look to uh, when you? Because again, you are limited by resources like anybody else, so uh, you have to pick and choose, I guess. Sure. Um, there are different different metrics we go by. Um, it, in a nutshell, we're looking for the most active and most liquid chains first. So that's that's really what it's all about. But at the end of the day, every swap, there's a fee taken that goes back to the whale token hmm. by this mechanism I just explained where you know the satellite markets collects the fees, aggregates them, buys back whale from the open market and then distributes it to the satellite, to those people bonding their tokens to the satellite market. And at the end of the day, every chain is a market for us. It doesn't matter if there's low liquidity, medium liquidity, or super high liquidity. Sure, we want this to get the super high ones first. I mean, so that just makes sense. But at the end of the day, every swap that we can grab or take or facilitate, every flash loan we can facilitate is a net benefit for Whale that goes mm-hmm. directly back into the pockets of the Whale token holders. Mm-hmm. And so we're having a rather aggressive expansion strategy, also because that's where where our network effect comes from. You know, the more chains we're on, the more convenient it is for the user to use our app to interact with it. Because you know, if you have two dozen chains, then it's it's nice. That's really very convenient user experience if you can just um, trade an LP on all of these different chains just through one interface. Definitely, definitely. And I think more and more people are going to get attracted to this as the Cosmos ecosystem and in general crypto grows. I mean, I'm using God knows how many ecosystems and chains right now and it's it's becoming it's becoming a mess. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for guidance here. Like uh, then I all of a sudden discover that, oh, okay, I got something going on here, something LP, some liquidity here. And then, oh, I forgot about this over here. Like I would just like someone to give me an overview and make my life easier. And I think more and more people are in that boat. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. 
Um, so, there's one thing I'd like to talk about you that we haven't finished about the white whale app and Migaloo and tokenomic side of yes. things. It's the last missing puzzle. Yes. So just quick recap, you got the token, you stake it, you earn 4% whale inflation and a basket of asset. You combine that mechanic into a liquid staking token like B whale. You move it to any satellite market we have and ever will have, bond it there, so lock it there. And as long as the satellite market generates revenue, you know, everything that's generated will be used to buy back whale and give it back to you. I think one of the most interesting things in crypto right now is the fact that it opens up, it lets us do new things, create things that haven't been possible before. In traditional economy, a currency can be inflationary or deflationary. That's how it works. You know, mm -hmm. over the last years, it has been inflationary. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, inflation is coming down, and some are even arguing with the credit crunches. We're we're moving in a deflationary spiral already. But nevertheless, it can be either inflation or deflation. With crypto, you can have both. So what we're trying to achieve ultimately from a tokenomic perspective is this. You have a token, you stake it, and it grows. 4% inflation. But we will use a part of the revenue from the satellite markets. Remember, there's revenue, we buy back whale, we distribute it. A part of that will not be distributed to the, the bonders, but burned. Hmm. And the transaction fees on Megaloo, this is the second burn mechanism, the transaction fees on Megaloo will be burned as well. And what we're trying to achieve here is a situation where you have, you're an active user. You stake your token, you get everything. No, I don't have to repeat myself. You got, do all of this and it grows. Your share of the network grows. Hmm. But the total supply decreases. And hmm. that's a, so so suddenly that's only possible in crypto, I believe. You have a token that has inflationary properties, so it facilitates spending, growth. You can very conveniently use it as collateral because it's itself repaying. But at the same time, it's deflationary, so you never want to get let go of it. So you got this. You facilitate the growth because it's inflationary. So people spend it; they, they use it left and right. But at the hmm. same time, nobody wants to ever sell it because it's deflationary. And hmm. that's the goal we're trying to achieve. That's why we have a very low inflation of just 4% and we'll use all tools in our belt from transaction fees to a part of the buyback from the satellite markets to burn whale and create this, what I believe is really a super apex asset. Yeah. So shilling, shilling done. <laughs> Shilling hereby done. Check check mark on that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in the spirit of that, actually, if let's say you guys execute um, perfectly the next, uh, I don't know, two years, let's say, and uh, all things are going the right way, how do you see both white whale and sort of interchain accounts or the interchain world of crypto um, look like? Like, I think. For a lot of people, at least, um, unless you are someone that follows Cosmos and you know the the Cosmos Hub and Interchain uh, closely, 
um, it seems rather fuzzy and it's hard to imagine how the that future will look like so just uh, i have to ask that question to an expert like yourself um how do you see it let's just take a pick a number like two years from now how how would the world of crypto look like with, if interchain and you guys succeed yeah you're right i think a lot of people have a hard time understanding us this inclu including us so um we don't have a, a magic crystal ball here um we're just trying with our best guesses but i believe that the blockchains itself will more and more go into the background including mm. the interoperability protocols so i'm i'm not super bullish on l1s anymore because at the end of the day they are settlement layers and execution layers but mm. l1s won't attract users anymore this is a thing of a past i think it, it won't happen again L1s don't attract users. What attracts users is apps. Yeah. If you have a crazy awesome gambling app, a casino, people use that, no matter mm -hmm. which chain it's on. And if even better, if it can provide a user experience where it doesn't matter which chain they're on, they can have their funds on Terra, on Juno, on Chihuahua, doesn't matter, it just works. Mm -hmm. That's the future where I believe we're heading. So the chains and IBC will more and more, you know, be left for the techies to you know fight with, and the end user will just have truly multi-chain apps. Hmm. And in in a year or two from now, we will have users here in those spaces who don't even know what Juno is, but they still use it, and they don't, won't even know what Migalu is, but there's still an app running there that they use. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out for sure. I mean, now we are going into the helicopter here, looking at the whole ecosystem, all of crypto all together. But I mean, we've seen this before, right? With uh, I'm just thinking about the cell phone, for example. Um, obviously, uh, Apple came out with the first uh, smartphone, and then a lot of different uh, companies piled in, and we ended up having two ecosystems, really, uh, iOS and Android. It's going to be interesting to see if the same kind of thing will happen in uh, in crypto, um, and if Cosmos, obviously via IBC interchain accounts, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, will be uh, sort of the, the the big one of the big ecosystems that people go to and use. Um, because then after that, it's just about the apps. I mean, the apps that you can download on your phone, or the apps that you can use, or the apps that you can use in the uh, blockchain ecosystem that you. Uh, that you start out with yeah it's just, it's just going to be very interesting to follow and see how this uh, this whole thing plays out um i wanted to ask some something else uh sen but uh, i actually forgot what it was so um i think and also we i can see that we are approaching <laughs> one hour already so maybe is there anything that we left out is there anything that you want to leave the community with today that uh, you feel like we've been missing um yeah. Mm, no, I think we, we covered it pretty much or pretty well. Um, just you know the usual disclaimer: if you want to know more about what we're building and what White Whale and Migaloo is, follow us on Twitter. There's a link tree with everything you need from Discord to Telegram to GitHub if you're a developer to our app. So follow us on Twitter. That's the, the place where you want to be. Otherwise, 
I see uh, a lot of familiar faces here. So shout out to Welding from the Megaloo Community DAO, um, Akuyo from Toxic Labs, Backbone Labs, JG. Um, there are our strategic partners. Um, also to Bob, our lead infrastructure guy. So you guys rock. And yeah, thank you for listening in. Beautiful. And obviously, if there's any projects, any uh, yeah, any chain that you want to connect with that you uh, haven't connected with already, uh, just feel free to reach out. I mean, we've talked to a lot of projects, mainly in Cosmos, of course, uh, but also starting to go beyond Cosmos. Um, there's a lot of projects uh, reaching out from Polkadot, from Avalanche. And I think it's because uh, of the partners that you guys also have, um, where people are starting to bring in uh, Cosmos awesome and uh, yeah, uh, chains uh, in, in Cosmos, uh, projects in Cosmos that are starting to bridge over to another ecosystem or vice versa. So it's, it's really cool to see how that uh, how that is uh, actually happening in crypto right now. It's been, I think crypto has been very siloed before. Like either you had the name tag, uh, you know, EVM or Ethereum, or you were a Cosmos guy or whatever, but now it starts to blend in together. I think that's that's great to see. And uh, if White Whale can make that, you know, come into fruition, uh, at least from a liquidity perspective, that will be a huge win for, for you guys, of course, but for crypto in general, for all of us. Thank you very much. So, yeah. Well said. So yeah, Sen and the rest of the White Whale team, thank you so much for coming out today and being so generous with your time. It's going to be uh, super exciting to follow uh, you guys' progress. Um, I'm sure and I hope this is not going to be the last time that we, uh, that we meet you here at the Cosmos Club. But uh, thank you so much, guys, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're definitely on your way. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was White Whale and the Cosmos Club talking about White Whale. Recorded on Thursday, April 6th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep your hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back with the cliffs at our backs make the last stand matter no one ever planned for the famine on deck we was walking all erect with the dead man swagger sitting in a little den vision in the middle men listen to the fatal man play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next b-b-b-billion sitting in a
a little den envisioning the middlemen listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next no one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol but it didn't matter we was all hyped up when the pedal hit the metal he just didn't have the right skill watched in the daytime till the night curfew rats in a cage till they make time to murky got a little job that falls under my purview we gotta get this mob away from the birds view gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion In the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Chamber spaces